Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Jew and the Mongrel Negro. <laughs> Yo, what up, man? Detroit. Uh, we're still we're still in Phoenix. We we we're doing a the second episode because uh, we're not going to be on the road. We're taking a week off. Yeah, and uh, then we're going to be though in Miami. Ooh. Me, mommy, Florida, the Dominican, the Puerto Rican, who and you've never been to Miami. I've never been to Miami. Not only that. Oh, my God, nigga. And the rains are kind of ended right now, so it's supposed to be really nice at this time. But even when it does, it, it's half a second, and it adds to the flavor of the Spaniards, nigga. It's... Black women, if you're listening, you don't stand a chance with me that weekend. I can get fried chicken at home. <laughs> I'm going straight mafungo, adobo, and all things Spanish, man. Oh, brother. Let me tell you, man. It's good we have a week off because you're going to need to. You, need can't, rest? you can't fail me on this one. Do what? You, you got you to. Gotta, when, when that time. Let me see your war face. You got to bring it, nigga. <laughs> South Beach, nigga. Ooh, shit's open late. And uh, he was... Oh, it's going to be great. Do you really like the food? Do you like... Are you fucking kidding me? Let me tell you something. South Beach is one of the sexiest scenes. Because it's right there on the beach. Everything is kind of like patioed out. So you can eat indoors. But when you do eat out, you're right on the sidewalk where all the traffic is. The girls, like I said, they dress like they don't like their daddies. Uh, yes, yeah. It's, <gasps> ooh, shit. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I this, Like I said, it really is my first time spending time there. I've been there before, but right. just we were doing some things. I was there like a day and didn't really get a chance. You could wear your chalatas. You know what chalatas are? Uh-uh. Sandals, nigga. Chalatas or sandals? Sandals. Spanish yeah, my, for sandals. My, my Spanish is bullshit, dude. Chalatas. Do you uh 
do you get those that that press sandwich? Oh, the panini. Yeah, but the, but it's called uh, the Cuban. Yeah, the Cuban. The, yeah, the, bro. Yeah, man. You like all this shit? Oh, listen, all my shit switches up when I go to Miami, nigga. I get my Ricky Ricardo on, nigga. I'm. Yeah. Do you take Do you take the New York Yankees hat off well, and got, put on, put no, on uh, the Miami? No, no, I would no. never do that. No, 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 no. I'm New York, no matter where the fuck I go. If I ain't got no chilatas on, you're going to see them Tims in that hot-ass weather. <laughs> God damn it. I'll get on the beach, nigga, with some Speedos and Tims. Dude, you are the only only entertainer that I know that would wear those uh, flip-flops and socks on TV. Well, I got to be comfortable now. <laughs> Too old to be cute. Nigga. He was wearing Wu-Tang socks with Jordan, with Jordan flip-flops. Yeah. On TV in Phoenix. Yeah. Proudly. And he actually put his foot up so you could see it in the God shot. Damn right, nigga. Shit. <laughs> uh, Miami, Vic, me love me, baby. Here we come. Oh, my God. This salsa music. Oh, it's so fucking sexy. Dude, I got lo- to lose like 20 pounds before we go. I got tw- I got a week to lose 20 pounds. Then you better get that cocaine, Papa. Dude, I feel so uncomfortable in my... In your skin? In my fat suit. Yeah. I gotta lose this. Oh, shit. Good luck to you, brother. I do too, man. I, you know. I but swear I, before it's over, I want the V in the front, nigga. I swear when I'm fucking Tara, seriously, mm-hmm. and I and I look down and I and I see my belly, yeah. I feel bad for Tara. Like I feel like I feel like why oh why does she fuck with you? Yeah, why would you why would you have to see this? Hey, it ain't it wasn't cable, nigga. It was your cable made her come back. It was not that cable, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills got two. Two. Um, that's the beauty of, of guys, dude. There's something about, listen, I heard so many women say how sexy Tony Soprano was. James Gallifini. You know what I mean? Women, women, they judge differently. You know what I mean? They judge different. Dude, I'm, like, I'm, I'm fat. I, I breathe hard. I'm like making uh, wind and noises. I have that Jewish wind sound coming out of me. That that whine. That and, and that's, there's nothing. There's nothing that could be sexy. I don't. I, I don't even understand. Like sometimes but you got her. I got her, but I, I'm like wondering what's wrong with her that she would let this happen. Never give credit to your dick. Ah oh, man, it, your stroke game is nice, man. It, it works. It's yeah. that, like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, there you go. But it's, I still feel just like like I, I like I'm a I'm a like the high end iPhone. But with a cracked screen, that's how I feel about myself. And them holes still use them. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Continuation. <laughs> Miami. <laughs> what the fuck is that? The dating game. <sighs> Back with the uh, with the emails. Um, this is from Eric Jenkins. Yo, I loved those episodes. She's talking about what Kyla. Oh, he's talking about what Kyla Lacey. She is such an elegant and intelligent lady. And again, if you haven't heard it, episodes 90 and 91, very good. And I agree with her. And we're going to bring Kyla back at some fucking point. Uh, Intelligent lady with a street edge. I thought you was going to have to change your briefs. She had worked you up. (laughs) I can't lie. I would have been swole by her linguistics. Prowess also. The DC is the local. Then DC is the local. I look forward to listening to the new PCs. God bless you, bruh. Well, shit. God bless you, sir. That was nice and sweet. Uh, Eric Jenkins. 
She was. She was great. She was great. She was, man. Because she made us both back up a little bit. But, but, yeah. and, but then you stayed strong on all your, like how you feel about women. Don't and, do dishes! And you own, I, I swear to God, when I was watching, I was like, he's really going to bring her to the other side. And you, 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 you swung her over a little bit. Like, a little bit. She might not have jumped over the fence, but one leg was hanging over. One, <laughs> the, something that I really, the moment that I really liked is when she goes, I would love to be able to not work and get dick all day. And I go, hey, leave your resume. Oh, leave your resume on my on the on the nightstand, and she cracked up. Yeah, it's nice when you get that kind of chemistry flowing. I really wish we could have some more women uh, from time to time, and I really wish I knew the demographics because I'm certain that we have more listeners that are men than women, and I wish we had more. I would like to get a lot of women, but we, you know, we talk in such a manner that I don't know might turn them off, or at least I do. I don't know. I I think I think there's there's a a, a large group of women. That like the honesty, I'm sure. And you know, but here's the thing too. Um, like guys, we have this 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 immaturity to us. Uh, is everything all right? Yeah, we have this immaturity to us, where women don't like to play hypothetical. And like sometimes, even when I was on Twitter, and even while I'm on Instagram, I'll ask certain questions, and women just don't play childish games the way dudes do. So that's why I'm saying if some of the conversation is too vulgar or too juvenile, as my man said on the last one, uh, they might not, you know, they don't like to take part in that kind of shit. Yeah, they don't like to take part in it. Which is why men are funnier than women. Oh. Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait a while for all those women's heads, the springs to go back in I think heads. even women know that, though. It's just a different perspective. No, I don't even think it's a different perspective. Again, women have a internally have a mother-like nurturing quality to them. So they're not as quick to be immature as guys. And and when we say that, we don't mean that all women have that nurturing quality. There are some No, women. some of you bitches shouldn't have no kids. No. and some you know, you, Y'all be shaking your asses at the club when you should be home titty feeding. What? There was this, in, in, we're still in Phoenix, oh, but there was okay. this girl in Phoenix. Yes. They came up and got, got a picture. When, last night? Last night, uh, I was I was setting up our merch and... Dude, she, uh, I was I couldn't help but stare at those titties. They were just, she was wearing oh. she was wearing Phoenix like that low scoop. Yeah, and they were just they were mm. there. And I even said, "I man, I can't stop looking." She goes, "Well, I'm I'm nursing." I said, "Man, oh. tell that kid when he's like 13 what a lucky, lucky fucking yeah. kid he was." They were unbelievable. Right, unbelievable. The right. mom, the mom, to bestow that upon. Right. Yeah, right. to to give up her her like. And she st- she just had a baby. And she looked. Um, it was uh, ever anyway. Let's. If you, I know you don't like milk, uh, but if you were a milk drinker, uh, and you, it was possible, you'd still breastfeed with your with your mother. You never. Let me ask you. I'll ask you this question. Did you ever? Did you ever try uh, titty milk from your uh, when, when you're when you're from 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 my girl? Yeah. When yeah, when when she after she had. No, Kids. no, but I have had I've had sex with women who, uh, you know, we're still t- milk could come out. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you so you tasted it? Did you try it? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, the thought is sexy. It's a little watery. Yeah, the thought is sexy. Yeah. It's but the actual act, uh, if you get it in doses, teardrop doses, it's okay. But full on mouth underneath the keg, no. So like even in like with all the ice in the world and and, and lemon cake, 
Y'all tempting, nigga. That's tempting. And you just had a bitch sit next to you shirtless while you eat your cake. So every now and then you switch from cake to breast milk. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why women don't listen. Juvenile <laughs> <laughs> shit. Um, Hypotheticals. Yeah, hypotheticals. Uh, Giovanni. I think this is from Giovanni. Um, okay. Uh, morning, brother. I'm listening to episode 86. I want to address your statements concerning soldiers following orders. Uh-oh. As a retired Marine and combat vet of both Iraq and Afghanistan, I am more than familiar with following orders that I do not agree with. But the blood of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, uh, Nagasaki, there was a command decision, not a soldier's decision. At that level, the pilots didn't realize what they were doing. They knew it was a bomb, but not the destruction it would cause. Also, let's be clear. This is kind of you, Andy. That's okay. Black soldiers were not allowed to serve as combat troops in World War II. We only served in service roles. Andy, how can you state that blacks have blood on their hands prior to 1950 and in parentheses Korean War? Blacks weren't allowed in combat arms. And as Aries so eloquently stated, <laughs> we follow orders. We don't make policy. Blacks don't determine what wars we fight and we do not in all caps, do not determine our enemies. When can I address this? Because I'd like when, to. When I'm finished. Okay, well, how much longer, man? Be easy, nigga. I see you nuts yeah, yeah, getting I'm big. I'm ready. Um, yo, Aries, you are such an intelligent and clever comic with such an edge. I am, uh, in parentheses, unless you switch teams, will always be a fan. Andy, I am a fan of yours as well. You are an intelligent man. Although you... Vacillate. Vacillate. Oh, vacillate, yeah. Vacillate. Yeah. Damn, sounds like some sexual shit. Although you vacillate back and forth, and I appreciate your willingness to discuss tough issues, I am trying to decide if I'm going to Houston or D.C. to see you fellas. Never seen you live. Look forward to it. Much love, and God bless. Both of People those... follow orders or people die. Uh, both those clubs are good decisions, by the way. Uh... I have neither the time nor the inclination to answer to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket that I provide and then questions the method in which I provide it. Either way, I would rather you pick up a weapon and stand at post. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. One of the best movies of all fucking time. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to address this one more time. Like I think that, I, and I hope it, it hope it comes through the way that I, I have intended it to come through and many keep times. Keep in mind. He is the research. Yes. He told you who he was. Yep. His rank. Yep. His history. And he stated facts. Yep. And you're going to argue this. I'm going to argue it. This is why niggas feel how they feel. No, but I can argue. I'll argue Uh, it this way. And I think it's a valid point. Even over the facts. With the facts. I understand exactly what he's saying about his facts. What I'm talking about when a tree is. Okay. I'm not even going to go this way. Um. I, this is how Stephen A. feels. When, when Max he, Kellerman? When, I won't even say Max Kellerman. Back when Skip Bayless <laughs> was on the show. And Stephen <laughs> A. would make them faces into the camera. But go ahead. 
I understand exactly what he was what he was saying. What I'm saying is those decisions that were made above all the soldiers. There was uh, how how did how did he word it? And he worded it well. Well, you already threw that away. He worded it very well. It saved lives. It saved American lives. It saved white lives. It saved black lives. And that's part of the texture and fabric of what our country is. Mm-hmm. So all the blood that w- w- that happened from that that is on the hands of this country is in that ground. All the trees that grow from that ground, all the fruit from those trees is tainted with the blood that happened before. So how can it not be all of ours? Because and if you, if you say that, then you give Mitch McConnell some credence too when he says that that happened 150 years ago and no one here had anything to do with that. We all have something to do with it if we're American and we're part of this country. I, what, what I would ask you is, when you say that then, if, uh, how, do, how do you differentiate then uh, people who came over after that, after that time? Do, and this is what I say. Everybody who comes over to this country that participates in this country, that came here for a better life, to uh, have a, a home, uh, to raise their children, to grow, we all have to accept that there is that blood in that ground. If you don't want to accept that blood, then we have to and, – and whether blacks had anything to do with the fact that the American Indians were wiped out of this country, that blood is on this ground. Every time we succeed in this life in this America, we all deal with where that came from. We all have to. We all have to – now, to a lesser extent, we, we could say what is, the, what, is, what is the extent? Is it more or less? If we want to cut it up that way, I'm just saying that blood is on the ground that we uh, are all surviving from and thriving from. Not all of us thrive the same way. There's billionaires. Do do they get more or less? I don't know. I'm not talking about a financial statement. I'm just talking about living here in this country, being part of the American uh, culture. We all have that on the ground, and we all walk on it, and we all feed from it. So if, if it's there, how can it not? beyond all of us now i think that now when we take a a step forward and we talk about what the benefit to white people versus black people now that's a whole different conversation i'm talking about just the american fabric has that blood on it from the ground and we all as we proceed through our lives and 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 gain whatever we do here whether it's a house a car how how we live uh just the fact that we have a roof over our head whatever it is that's the government that did all this. We live with that government, and if we're going to live and accept that, we live here. That's part of it. How? How? I think we're talking about two different things. I'm not directly placing uh, it on uh, black folks as being black and, and brought over here illegally and and made into slaves and then stayed in this country. That's a separate issue to me. To me, the issue is we live here. We're trying to make this the best America we can be. That's my would be my goal. But we have to accept what America has done to people around the world and the people who were indigenous to this pop, to this uh, country before we ever got here. Why? Why? Why is that? Uh, explain to me why you think that that is 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 not correct. I've already explained it. I, again, do you live a good life in this country? Yeah. And you don't you don't feel that all, all the I, people- I, I live a good, lucky day by day life that I don't hope, I don't encounter what a lot of my people are encountering with the police. I live a good, lucky life. I, but that is an issue besides what we're talking about. Okay, so again, if we in terms of what we're talking about, I already answered it. Like I said, 
you know, them soldiers are following orders. You know, that's that, that's very different. But it wasn't from- about the soldiers following orders that I was talking about. I was I was talking about the culture that came up because we were able to save. Mil- they said it was going to be a million lives when we dropped those bombs. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay, so and this country reaped the rewards of being out of that war. And from that came the 50s, and then we got into the 60s, and we're in the 70s. Now we're where we are. But all of that that's laid there is all on all of us, isn't it? Or do we just live here and we don't have to take a responsibility for what the country that we live in did? I know, but you got to be careful with, again, with we. When you talk about we, if you're talking about we in the sense that, you know, yeah, black people, as you said, black people in the war and dropping bombs, that's part of that blood is on our hands. That's a diff, That's an asterisk near that we. They were following orders. That's very different from what we were originally talking about in terms of, you know, uh, we don't have that kind of blood on our hands from a historic standpoint of causing violence towards white people. No, that is 100% true. You, I agree with that. I'm saying as, as, as a participant in this country... Right. Living here in this country, taking the rewards that this country does offer. And listen, I know that uh, that it's different for black people than it is white people in this country. But there's still black people that come to this country knowing what those are because it's better life here than it is where they came, they came from. Because so if you if you and once you land here and you take advantage of that, let me ask you this for the for the sins of slavery and everything that uh, white people have gained because of that. What about when black people come to this country after all this and take advantage of everything that's happened to the former slaves of this country, the family, that, that, those people, the, the people that came here illegally, were brought here illegally, slaves, and had to put in and endure all this. And then black people from other countries come here 10 years ago. They're working off everything that happened as just as a white person is, not getting the same um, treatment as as a white person in this country because there's obviously a divide and, and there is racism, but they didn't have to, they don't have that lineage that went through everything that uh, the the history of of African Americans have that happened to them. Where do they stand? Where how do how do black people feel about where they stand? You talking about like Africans or something? Yeah. Hey man. Uh. uh Again, I I can't speak on. If they came over here just to take the reward, and their families didn't go through what the the, the slave the, the, the families of slaves have happened here, aren't they getting just the advantages? Well, they're still black, and and they're the original black. Yeah, but uh, but they're coming over here for the advantages, the advantages that were well, made off the well, back well, of the history. Well, okay, but we all come. We all take advantage where we can. You know what? When we get into this, this is like when a, when a white person says they, and then they're like, they? You mean us as they? And, this then, is, and this, then when a black person says, this is where, all white people. This is where Kyla Lacey would be perfect to insert. Yeah. Because, again, I'm not equipped to, to really give you the answer that I know needs to be given. Uh, where she is. I know what I know. Okay, then we're going we're gonna to table this. Okay. And we're I know what I know. Um, but I'm, I'm like, if Kyla was here and she went on a quick rant and said what she needed to say, I would be the guy going mm, that. Okay. But here's the, here's what I want to throw in because I've said that about the Africans coming over here and taking advantage of the situation that exists now. I'm Mexican. The, 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 the lines were drawn after we were already here. 
and this became part of America. We're just here in America. So I didn't call it. I had nothing to do with any of this. Okay, wait. Now, the Jews come over here after. Those are the two parts of me. After all this took place, my family came over here after that. So I have these two parts of me, but I'm just a white dude. Because I'm seen as a white dude. But really, I'm, I'm in a better position than the black dudes that came over here as having less to do with this. And I'm telling you, that blood's on my hands, too. Okay. So between the Mexican, Mexican side of you and the white side of you, which should you take advantage of more? Which do I take advantage of? Yeah. More? I don't have to take advantage of it. It comes, it comes with, it comes with the, the outfit. And that's the advantage, isn't it? I, yeah, but I'm still working off. I didn't have that in my history. Mm-hmm. But I still take, I said that I still take a responsibility because that blood is on this ground and I reap rewards for being here. And then you just said, my, 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 the color of my suit allows me to take even advantage of even more. Well, I ain't got no blood on my hands, uh, so uh, I'm glad you took responsibility you, you for the did, blood on your hands. Dude, you having a better life than I am. Really? You don't think so? Come on. Come on. Literally? Literally, you don't think you're having more fun? You've had a good life? Dude, you got to do what you wanted to do since you were 14 years old. Okay, in that sense, yes, you're right. But in the God forbid sense, who do you think I would rather be should the God forbid happen? I think you would rather be you without the fucking racism that comes with being you. Well, duh. Okay, so but, uh, with but that being realistically, said, so but it's not about changing who who we want to be. No, 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 no. Answer the question. You, yes, I might have a better life for, for, for than you in that sense. But if the God forbid shit happen, the God forbid shit, I'm in way better shape than you are. Okay, there we go. But 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 but, but my my point is that isn't what we need to change the culture of the country. Not the color of what we're what we're talking about. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. That's the big mystery, isn't it? How do we change that? Well, let, let, let's. But look <sighs> look at the amount of time that we've actually been working on this in real in real time, not the bullshit like uh, eighteen sixty five bullshit because that didn't that didn't change anything. I'm talking about civil rights. Nineteen what sixty nineteen sixty the the late sixties is mm-hmm. when there was actually movement. Right. So let's let's call it seventy. So let's go right. seventy. So what are we? We're, we're at fifty years. Mm-hmm. I think there's. I'm not saying it's good enough progress, but at least it's in 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 a fifty year time period versus five hundred years. Right. I hear you. I'm just saying it's better. It's not where I would like it to be. It's definitely not where you want it to be. Chris Cozy. <laughs> I guess I was wishy-washy and flippy-floppy. I don't know about all that, but, you know, it, it just, it, I'm tired of being in that hurricane sometimes. It gets, that's why, that's why, you know, listen, we talk about what we talk about when we need to talk about it. Okay, let's move but, on. You know, yeah. Uh, God, I wish Kyla could have been on that, in on that. Well, because it'll save me some headache. Um, Chris Cozy, subject, the 80s. What up? Spears and Steinberg love the podcast and the 80s episode. I did too. It was really fun and light. I like that. Um, felt like bagels in the morning with cream cheese. I'm with you on the Silverhawk show. I thought it was dope that their bodies were made out of metal. Bionic 6 was dope and underrated in my opinion. There was another cartoon in the, uh, another cartoon in the 80s called Cops. It was dope as fuck. I don't remember that. I don't. I don't. The crazy thing is looking back 
at it. The captain was a black dude who was bulletproof. What magical nigga is this? <laughs> Shit was a subliminal message. Oh, they made sure they, they took that motherfucker off the air immediately. We can't have this. A nigga that doesn't die. Um, or am I just overthinking? Aside from that, it was an awesome cartoon. I don't remember this. I have to look this up. And as far as 80 films, you definitely have to put The Last Dragon up there with your boy Bruce Leroy. And Shownuff. Oh, Shogun of Harlem, a.k.a. Shownuff. Oh, and he sent me the link to the cop's intro. Dude, I am going to look this the fuck up. Um, Andy and I actually talked about doing an 80s thing for movies because that alone could uh, fill up an hour easy. But yeah, man, I'm glad you brought that back. Um, The Last Dragon, that is every, that was like one of the hottest black movies um, of that time. Vanity was every nigga's wish list. Um, Yeah, it was a great movie, man. I, I, I love that movie. When he caught the nigga catch a bullet with his teeth. Did you ever see that? I don't know if I saw that. I know one. you would remember. Last Dragon? I think I did. Is it who who it was Timok. He was the star. And uh No, I don't think yeah, I did. Oh, dude, what you was, gotta see that. What, what was the Forrest Whitaker uh one where he's the it's last something too? Last No, you thinking of I know what you're talking about. The last samurai. Yeah. yeah That's that what was, I was thinking that, of when that you're wasn't talking even about eighties. That was nineties. Was it nineties? Yeah. Um Yeah, man. That movie was great. Fuck, I just forgot what I just was about to say. Um. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, damn. I forgot what I was gonna say. Um. Anything else? Uh. What is that? All you got? Yeah, I got one. No, not an email. I'm talking about this topic. Um. No. I, I, well, first of all, I'd like to do the movie podcast because uh, for the '80s, I think that would be uh, great. Because uh, we started to get into it a little bit, and then I looked at it afterwards, and I was like, I missed so many great movies mm. from the '80s, but. We should probably play that cops. Uh... Yeah, we could just save that for the end. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I never heard about. Oh shit! Now I remember, dude. When I got back from Dallas, um, I look over at baggage claim, and guess who's standing there? Nigga, Carl Weathers. Really? Yeah, and he he had I guess some fan made him a Apollo Creed poster. I was like, fuck it. I just, I, there's some celebrities you see and you go, I got to. This motherfucker was my childhood, literally. Um, and I said, excuse me, Mr. Weathers, I don't want to bother you. I just want to say, man, I grew up on you. I love your work. You're amazing. And he goes, oh, brother, I like your work too, man. Very funny guy. And I was like, holy shit, Apollo Creed knows who the fuck I am. It was crazy, man. Um, How much cooler would it have been, though, if he pulled out some uh, American flag shorts and gave them to you? Oh, nigga, I would have worn right there. <laughs> I would have took my pants off and put them niggas on right there with my Tim boots. Um, he's, yo, man. Does he still look? Yeah. He, he, had, he, he had on like a tight tracksuit. Motherfucker still got, there's a body underneath that, you know. And he was one of them niggas. Like, there was a couple of niggas back in the day where you just looked at and went, I ain't fucking with him. Yo, Carl Weathers in his prime, he beat the shit out you, yo. He he had he was that he had he was one of them niggas that you knew you don't fuck with him and the one who scared me the most, 
John Amos. John. Daddy from Good Times. Yeah, I, dude. That motherfucker, when he got mad on that show, you just knew. And here's what's crazy, too. Another story. The car wash I go to by my house, or not by my house, but I like to go to because it's next to Marbury's Pizza. Uh, again, I've always shouted them out. Best pizza in Los Angeles. The guy that owns it is from New York. He flies in the dough, the water. It's New York pizza. But anyway, I was at that car wash, and John Amos was uh, getting his car washed. And I said something to him, too. And he's every bit as intimidating in real life as he was on that show. He gave, he, uh, John, Mr. Amos, da, 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 da. oh, thank you, young man. Thank you. But it was real. Like, you, even now, you'd be scared to fuck with him. In good times days? Yeah, nigga. Dude. Uh, he reminded me of my dad when I was growing up. John Amos? Yeah. yeah. My dad was big, and he was like that. But when you were saying that about uh, Car- uh, um, Weathers yeah, and how he was in good shape, yeah. my dad, that, that was the one thing that bothered him about the Rocky movies. What? Was him and Sylvester Stallone being cut up like that. Right. Because he was like... Well, remember, Sylvester Stallone didn't get cut up to Rocky 3. Really? Yeah, Rocky right. 2 and Rocky 1 and 2, his body was just there. But that's what he he was like, that's... This isn't how fighters look. Fighters don't. That's muscle bound. They can't swing. Look at Muhammad Ali. My dad loved Muhammad Ali. Oh, look at Muhammad true. Ali. Look at Muhammad. That's what he would say. Look right. at Muhammad Ali. He isn't. He isn't cut up like that. That's because he has to have those muscles loose. That's how he gets that power. Well, listen, Ali. When he fought Sonny Liston, those those two fights, Ali was cut up. Ali was in the best step. That, that, but that was him in his primimo prime. Yeah, later on, but fuck, nigga, Ken Norton, are you crazy? Yeah, Ken Norton was still pretty. But, Ken Norton was a machine, but not, not. There was just big. It was. Uh, it go back and look. Ken Norton was a was a was a was a muscular nigga. For, Foreman never got like cut up. That dude was just straight power. Not cut up, but you could still see, see the, the muscles. Yeah, right. But that's what he, my, my, my nigga. What Evander Holyfield? Now that was cut up. Mike Tyson. I'm not saying that, that was my dad was dead by then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. But uh, no, that was his. That was his. That was his gripe about Carl Weathers is that he was too right. cut up. But he, I he, told you, my dad's gripe was that he was like white man don't beat niggas' asses like that. <laughs> well, my dad was Italian. Do you not understand how excited he was about that movie? I, of course, yeah, Rocco, Juju bees, fucking hot dogs, some M and M's. Big niggas gonna pay for it. Yeah, you heard me, nigga. Pay for my fucking candy. <laughs> All right, Rocco. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, he was he was a Detroit Italian from Detroit, man. Yeah. He was first generation here. That's how it was my stepfather, but he was right. it was funny, man. It was yeah. funny. Um so yeah, man, fucking 80s. We got to do that again. I, you know, I, I part of me goes, could we do the 90s? But I don't know if the 90s feels as nostalgic as the 80s. Dude, I it just other than technology? No, eh. but a lot happened. Music changed. Uh, yeah, but music always changes. Yeah, but it changed in a whole different way. Uh, technology is the biggest thing. Eighties felt like the birth of everything, other than technology. Well, it, 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 it started. Like it started in the eighties. The CD happened in the eighties. The CD came out in the eighties. Really? Yeah. So it was maybe like, eighty nine. But the, their players were like two thousand dollars. People didn't have them every day. Right. Remember, it was funny because I went to I would go to the record store and it was all you remember records with the big yeah. you, know, you go through yeah. the piles. 
and I and I remember in the in the Are you late, sure cause yeah. CDs felt 90s? I'm going to look it up. Late 80s, I remember going to the record store and they'd have like 11 CDs. That's yeah. it, like 11 and they were behind the counter. Right. And then one day and, and that was in the 90s, it just God, like, how they crazy just is that, that now there are no record stores. Well, because there's not people don't even buy I know, CDs. I know, but there are no record stores. You used to go to the mall, nigga, and and yeah. Can I? Can I? I'm going to play a what if question with you, though. Right. This is another one. What if, like, when we're looking back and you see the pyramids and all this, and they're saying they don't understand the civilization? What if, like, in 50 years from now, as we continue in this way, and we're building these buildings that are different? They're not like brick buildings. They're they're, they're made out of stuff that can break down, but they're they survive. Um, Earthquakes and things like that because they move, mm. and we don't have CDs because technology is different. Everything's on a computer. And what if this is what happened to the people who were here before? It just gets wiped out, and there's really very minimal records of them mm-hmm. because everything was in the cloud. Everything was we didn't right. have anything. Mm-hmm. That maybe that's what happened to all the people before. Maybe they're not ancient aliens. But what's the what if question? The what if? Well, is that a possibility? Do you think that the, the people do? Because the technology doesn't just come up like this this is a lot of technology so as we get as we get more technical i mean you're not even we're wearing headphones right now there's gonna be a time where we're not even gonna be like you're gonna have a hat on or something and i don't know maybe you're gonna hear everything you want to hear right right it's just like like are we gonna make it to the point where we're almost non-existent and then if we get wiped out there's no record of us you know what what sucks is is you feel like you know what's gonna happen but like you know have you seen the things online where they got like almost Iron Man suits where you put them on and you can fly. Have you seen I, that? I, I the saw jets, it, yeah, yeah. Like you, it, you're standing straight up, but you're flying forward. Like what happens 50 years from now when they perfect it? And it's literally like an Iron Man suit. You can get in and fly. You know how fucked up it is going to be that we're either going to be dead or too old to enjoy that shit. And you go, God damn! I would love to be twenty and ha- and and can do that now. It, it, it might not be that long from now, but yeah, we're going to be old. Like I'm not going to get to take advantage of that. You'd have to try, even if you die during it, nigga. How could you not? How could you not? Oh, fucking amazing! Yeah, and again, I, I guess I guess we all get caught up in the my generation was better thing. And I've said this before, you can't, I, I, look, the 70s, I know was the shit. I know it was, but I know the 80s was better. The 90s was better because of technology. You can't convince me that the 30s was the shit. You can't. Well, no, the 30s was the... Uh, 30s, was. 40s, but the 20s, 50s. The 20s was drinking, sex, that, that was the... The, they were wearing little clothes. They were, that was the big change. When you time. look at when you look at when you look at those old black and white photos of women at the beach because they couldn't show their yeah. body. The, get the fuck out of here! Oh, it's, and it's easier for me as a white dude being able to look at the the twenties and go, yeah, that wasn't bad. <laughs> and now you know, broads is half naked on the beach. Yeah, you can't convince me that the old dude. But the seventies, would you ra- would you rather have the sex? roaring twenties? Yes. <laughs> Those are the times. Dude. There were no dykes around and no faggots. <laughs> it was pure white Anglo-Saxon bodies. Real white women dressed to the... What's the words they used back then? To the Dress, nines. Dressed to the nines in beachwear. And all the fellas with their straw hats. What a great time. 
Where were the niggas buried underneath the sand? All the niggas were at the beach, but they were under the sand where the Klansmen put them. At night, a white person would be walking and go, Oh my God, that's gold I've stepped on. No, that's a Negro. Okay. What, uh, wouldn't you rather have sex, though, during the 70s though, than the 80s? Absolutely, I said that. Yeah, well. Disease-free sex, yeah. nigga. Raw on everything. Well, no AIDS. You can get pills for everything else. But no AIDS, nigga. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. Raw and everything. <laughs> uh, this one is from Miles Wardlaw. Hey, Aries. My, Wardlaw. What's that? Miles Wardlaw. Sound like a futuristic cop. Hi, Aries. My name is Miles. I like your comedy since Mad TV. That was a great show. So funny. I had the questions for you. I liked I liked you on Vlad. Nigga, use some punctuation. That little shit runs together. I like your comedy since Mad TV. That was a great show. So funny. I had to ask questions for you. Like, like you for you. I liked you on Vlad TV and wanted to know the next time you're going to have an interview on his show again. I'm not ever again. I, I, I'm not doing it no more. Um, both interviews were great. My second question is, what's the story behind you not liking Bobby Lee anymore? I heard you say fuck him in a podcast, and I wanted to know if I could get the full story. Well, let me stop there, because I'm, I'm, my, 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 my patience level for bullshit and fakeisms and coward-like behavior is at an all-time high. Um, if you don't want to fuck with me, tell me you don't want to fuck with me, but don't lie to me. Don't give me the run around. Don't be a fucking snake. Uh, and I'm, I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm starting more and more not to give a fuck. And I'm not, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm really working on something to where it's not like I'm looking to, I say it jokingly, but it's not like I'm looking to go get out of the business, but I'm, I want an exit strategy. Uh, just because, again, I don't know that I'm ever going to be where I want to be on my terms because of high years. Uh, so I want to pack a parachute. Um, so there. Um, P.S. I live in Chicago, and I'm mad I missed you when you came to do stand-up. Hope to catch you next time and maybe eat some deep-dish pizza with you and Andy. Uh, yeah, you pay for it, motherfucker. Love the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, man, love Chicago. I wish they had deep-dish pizza uh, everywhere else, but then I guess that's what... It wouldn't be special. Man, they try to open it up here in Phoenix. And they have dish. Yeah, and, and there's some good uh, – we have good pizza from there, but it, yeah. it's about getting those plates seasoned. Those, when you Was go it to, just butter? No, but when you see no, – but the, it's baked into those those pans. Right. Like when you see when you see them here when, in Phoenix, you go, all the pans look new. They don't have that – Oh, that, that old shit that helps add yeah, to the flavor. flavor. Right, yeah. You can't, you can't recreate everything. Yeah, and some shit should be exclusive. You know, you know, keep it special. You know, fuck that. Uh, all right, my last email. Hi, I've listened to this audio book, White Fragility. Why is it so hard for white people to talk about racism? By Robin D'Angelo, Eric, Michael Eric Dyson, forward. And thought you would enjoy it too. Was listening to episode 86 of your podcast. I've run into the same arguments. I don't think it's received well from us. This book is written from a white woman's perspective. Oh, shit. I wonder if she's that teacher, that uh, professor. With the white hair. Yeah. Right. She's badass. She is badass. Uh, 
That bitch get the recipe to the collard greens, nigga. <laughs> Fuck the cookout. We give her the <laughs> recipe to the banana pudding, nigga. I vetted it, and it's legit. Every white person needs to read this, and black people can read it to understand why white people are so incapable of listening. It's totally free, and you won't need a credit card if it's your first time accepting an audible book from a mysterious friend. Get it here, and then he sends me the link. After you accept the book, you will be prompted to download the audio audible app to start listening. Enjoy White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. I wonder if that's her. Narrated by Amy Landon. Yeah, okay, shit. And you know what I've seen a couple times lately? Uh, I've seen some video, one in particular, where I guess this racist white guy was trying to tell these black kids in this community that they couldn't play in this area. Yeah, I saw that. Right, yes, and, the, yeah. and the white neighbor was cursing him out, saying these kids could play here, they live here, and he checked them. It always warms my belly button when I see white people do that. And I know a lot of y'all out there care, and I know a lot of y'all have, again, been in the movement, the struggle, you shed the blood, but we need more of that footage because it matters. It matters when white people take a stand against the evil white regime of the world. Devils. Devils. It, it, yeah. it helps, man. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you did, did you see, there was more video on that where he went to the office. I think that white dude got in trouble for, uh, for, uh, for doing that, too. White guy got in trouble. For I, think so. I think so. I think so. I I didn't. I, I was trying to understand. I, I I need to go back and look at it because I was. Uh, I think I, I was doing. I think I was flying or something. I didn't get it all. Jesus. But uh, what happened? That that dude was. He put on that that white dude that was telling the kids they couldn't play yeah. there. I guess he put handcuffs on. He had handcuffs. I guess he was a security guard and tried to pull a security guard thing to tell those kids that they weren't allowed to be there. Right. And there's uh and then he, he the guy who filmed it goes in and talks to the. Because he wants the other side of the story. Here we go again. We want the other side of the story. The black dude wants the other side of the story. He went to the office. Right. And I guess she was saying that she was blaming everything right. on, on, on what was going on in that area on these black kids because they were doing things that they weren't supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my point again. We know that's not true. Let people incriminate themselves. This is why I keep saying, get like, and I love that he went and got the other side because he was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we saw what the kids were doing. They weren't doing anything but playing. Right. Let people incriminate themselves. We have cameras now. We know the truth. There we go. You can't hide from the truth. Let people incriminate themselves. Okay, go ahead with your email. Um, it's the one that I was talking about on the last one, and I just wanted to read it out. And, and it wasn't a bad. It wasn't negative, but it was. Uh, it was negative. Uh, you white explaining is. Oh, let me see who this is. From Rashad Simmons. Uh, your white explaining is sleeping through. Your slip is showing. You said that you'd want to hear the other side of the story regarding Turkey Neck, Linda Fairstein, and those evil pieces of shit, white fucks. Why nuance? How convenient. The luxury you you have being white. It doesn't matter what they say. It's all lies. Exactly. Uh, They know full and well what they did and stood on it. And he's uh, talking about the Central Park Five in the movie. Uh, the date and they're still refusing to acknowledge the truth bro you don't negotiate with terrorists those people are terrorists to black people at large uh you're white so you can't say well i want to hear from them also tell aries 
There is a video of Tamir Rice's murder. No black uprising is ever coming, no matter what. You can't rise up in skinny jeans. This generation is shit. That's funny. Yeah. Also, damn, do a little research on neither of you knew uh, Amber DeVries nor Corey Wise by name. Fuck, man. Uh, fuck, man. Shit. Oh, there. Uh, last thing, if you're an ally, uh, we are as far away from better race relationships than we have ever been. As an ally, you feel it your duty to add nuance or lessen the venom of blatant racism. Why? Because it makes you uncomfortable? Or do you feel white guilt and need to defend yourself even though you are an ally, but by doing so, you're defending the devils by proxy? That absolutely deserves no defending. They deserve hate, scorn, and to be shunned. In fact, all people responsible uh, for what's done to those kids deserve fucking death. Anyway, uh, the show is primo again. Tell Aries, for God's sake, uh, and then, uh, for God's sake, and then the N-word, do some research. Um, again, we don't do a lot of research. We don't have a producer in the room, and like I said, we do this off the cuff. So I agree with you. We could have some more research. I try on the, uh, if you go to uh, Spearsburg.com, like I did put down the names, so it's uh, um, in it to make up for the fact that we didn't have it in the podcast. But... Uh, also in that, uh, <coughs> why do I why do I want to hear uh, their side? I just told you uh, earlier uh, to bury these fuckers because do, you know why everybody hates Trump because he speaks and because it's obvious what when he says the things that he says who he is. That's why you hate Trump. No, no one cared about him when he was on uh, Park Avenue or in Trump Tower, and no one he wasn't saying anything, so no one cared. Now he speaks. And you're burying him. He's burying himself. Let them speak. All it's going to be is on video to remind everybody what happened. Yeah, but we're tired of stuff being on video and nothing getting done. Dude, it's it has to get before, done. Before, it was always happening, but we didn't have the video. I, I, and I agree and with that. nothing changed. I agree with that. Now we get it on video and still nothing's changing. Uh, I think, the, I, think it, I, I mean, he said to me that this is the worst time. I think this is uh, a great time because people are, are, are arguing openly. Our podcast, that we argue about this. I would never say this is the worst time. No, I don't no, think it is I at all. No, 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 Them dude fucking dogs, water hoses, lynchings, church bombings, whips, assassination of leaders. No, 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 no. This this is a better time, nigga. Fuck this. And we're having conversations. It's this- still bad, or it's not as bad, but, you know. It's bad. It's bad, but. But the fact that we can have this conversation, the fact that uh, there's people on TV that represents uh more minorities than ever before. I, and that's important for people to be able to see themselves. I never thought about it. I'm going to be honest. And white people don't think about this shit. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. When you turn on the TV and everybody's white and you're white, it just seems normal. Right. I mean, uh, you, you just, it, it has to be, it has to be talked about. It has to be said. And as soon as people can start seeing it, Instead of from their perspective, but looking at other people's perspective, that's when changes can be made. Uh, if I may, uh, which would interject some comedy here. Please. Um, I did a skit which was based off of um, HBO used to have a series on called The, uh, the Blacklist. And uh, what it was was they would have prominent um, people of color, whether they were whatever kind of entertainers, singers, dancers, actors, rappers, anything in entertainment. But they would also have people that were non-entertainers. You know, and They might have a, a dignitary or a mayor or a 
so, you know, some sort of politician or somebody that played an intricate role in the uh, black community. And they would just have these people and they would do on camera directly to, you know, camera face interviews with like a, just a solid color blue black uh, blue backdrop. And they would tell these stories about their experiences in America and what it was like to be in America. Um, and then after the popularity of that, they eventually they did one called the Latino list. Same concept, but Latinos. Then they did, I don't think they called it the gay list, but it was the gay list. But they called it something else. Um, and again, same thing. Uh, what it's like to be in America and be gay. So, so on and on and on. So I thought it would be funny. Uh, and th- here's the thing, too. Unless you really watched HBO and you saw this, just seeing me do the spoof of this, you didn't get the joke. But if you, if you were familiar with what this was, it was obvious. So I did one called The White List. Um, and it was white people talking about the hardships of being white in America and what it's like. Uh, and I had a, 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 I can't remember the guy's name, great comedian on. He does an amazing George Bush. Um, I remember seeing this. Yes. Seen this. And then I had Craig Gass come on and he did fucking Pacino and Christopher Walken. And um, what's my man's name? God, I can't remember my boy's Kelly name. Kelly Endo? Not Kelly Endo. Stone. Stone. Tyler Skyler Stone. Skyler Stone. Stone. Yeah. Uh, he came on and he did fucking Vince Vaughn. Now, again, going back to Jay Moore, when you talk about impressions, how many people you see do Vince Vaughn? Like when Jay Moore did Chris Penn and fucking uh, Colin Quinn and fucking Harvey Keitel. Everybody does walking. But fucking his fucking Vince Vaughn is immaculate. And I'm going to tell you, I love Jay Moore's Christopher Walken. But I'm going to be honest. I thought he was the dude. Like all of uh, Kevin Spacey's done walking, which is not bad. A lot of people would say, uh, who's Kevin Pollack? Yeah. Who's amazing, which I think it's a little overrated. But I thought Jay Moore, nobody fucks with Jay Moore. Yo, Craig Gass. Craig Gass is his, he's, his, he's his, really good. He's better. So without further ado, I got to play this skit for you guys because we're talking about, as you said, what what is white perceived as in America. It's normal. Normal. Which is an insult. Right. So, okay. So here it is. Uh, Aerie Spears presents The List. Yeah, there you go. This was just a quick intro where they would show... Everybody's face. Everybody's face and with a little bit of verbiage. First up, George W. Bush. Uh, my name is George W. Bush. I appreciate that. You know, I, I'm, I had hardships uh, that I struggled against when I was in uh, inside of office. And uh, Conway West saying that George Bush hates black people just because Hurricane Konisha comes swooping down the valley. Just full of anger, just patting her weave like that. And, and I, I went in and I said, hey, uh, maybe you need to calm down. And I calmed the hurricane down. Uh, because if I, if I hated black people so much, uh, why would have I gone out of my way to take so many pictures standing next to black people? And uh, <laughs> the question, uh, do I like black people, I think, uh, 
I think he just asked her a question. Uh, do I like black people? Uh, uh, <laughs> Duh. If I didn't like black people, I wouldn't have gone to see the butler. I saw the butler, and it was black. And I laughed. And I ate a whole bunch of popcorn, and I went even got extras. And I went out to visit the bathroom at the Cineplex Omicron. And I uh, came back and I made him stop the movie and come back and catch up where I left off. And he was still black and he was still the butler. And I think that was a tremendous triumph of tremendousness. You know, they think it's so big deal that uh, President uh, Barack Obama, that he was the uh, first black president. And I don't, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if that's as amazing as uh, somebody looking at me where it's, uh, I'm the last white president. I think... Uh, I think that's something to remark about because it's remarkable. I think uh, these folks brought me down and I'm here to talk about uh, what, it, what it was like being president, what it was like being white. <laughs> I think up until a, a recent time before time, that was just normal. Uh, and I've always thought of myself as primarily normal, which uh, was later pointed out to me as white. So uh, if you're wondering what it's like to be white, the first thing you should know is it's just normal. Okay. Now, this is Craig Gass as Al Pacino. I saw uh, uh, the movie uh, The Django. Is that The Django? I saw The Django in a, a black neighborhood. And uh, you think I yell, oh boy, you go see The Django in a black neighborhood. You think I yell loud? These guys are loud, always yelling at a screen that's not coming to their house. They think that guy on the screen can hear them. They can't! I go see the Django. I heard the N-word 57 times. And then the movie started. I grew up in uh, Spanish Harlem. A white guy, Spanish Harlem. I always wanted to be with a black woman. I love a big black ass. That's what I love. Like two big black bowling balls. And they got uh, no daddy issues. Cause they got no daddies. No daddies around. Bobby De Niro, he's, he's been with lots of black women. His, uh, his breath smells like menthol. Affirmative action. Well, that fucked everything up. It's uh, not easy uh, being white, but um, what are you gonna do? Take Flavor Flav's life? Fuck that. Ooh. This is Craig Gass as Christopher Walken. I first became aware of my race when I served in the war. I was in the great Battle of the Bands of 1984 between Flock of Seagulls and New Edition. The singer of Flock of Seagulls was a fag. Everybody knew he was a fairy. He couldn't get enough black cock. He loved black cock. Well, one day, Ricky, Bobby, Ralph, and Mike, they all started tag-teaming this little fairy. And they tore him up. They grabbed a couple shoehorns, and they just started fucking him. It was crazy. Well, Kumo D jumped in with a knife. 
It was the wild, wild west all over again. Cameo showed up, and I'll tell you, it was difficult. A race war broke out between all these incredible artists. Five years later, Michael Bivens would form Belle Biv DeVoe, and history would be made. This last one. Skylar Stone, Vince Vaughn. How you doing, baby? Uh, I gotta be honest with you, okay? When I started out in life, before I was double V, I mean, I had some jobs, all right? Kissed into everything I ever did, never applied, never even asked for a job, was just told, yo, here, this is for you. I mean, that, that's what being white's all about. You just get handed stuff. I never worked for anything, okay? All right, Target, for my first jobs, manager, right out of the gates, coming out like Seabiscuit, all right? I'm bossing people around, all right? There's Thai guys, Latin guys. There's guys that no one even knew what they were. We're like, is that guy from Madagascar? What he's, what's he all about? I mean, I don't even know what a Madagascar looks like. You know what I mean? But we, we assumed he might be something because he would always come in with like a new color. We're like, what? He changes colors. He's like a he's like a human mood ring. We asked him what his name was and it was a bunch of clicks. It was like, and like I, mean, I, I, I don't even know what to do. He, Look, I'm going to slow down, okay? Because every job I ever had, I never had to work for. Burke Williams, all right? Oh, you think I was massaging? No. We gave that to the Thai people. They were there pushing things around, okay? I told them how to do it. I'm like, push harder with your left one. Push harder. All right, maybe play some more video games. Get that in there. All right, work the system. When you're white, you play by yourself. You do. I mean, white guys masturbate the most. That, that is statistically proven. But the reason we do is because we don't need anybody else. We wake up and we go, all right, I guess it's just going to be you and me today, buddy. And by you and me, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me, which, which is you, because I'm looking in the mirror when I'm saying you, so you is me. So if you is me and me is you, I'm down with me and you. I mean, we're doing that. You know what I'm talking about? Being white is a lot like going to the Philippines and asking for the special, only to find out the special is not like, you know, something that you've heard of before, but something you never heard of before at all. All right? We're talking about some crazy stuff. You know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, they're like, yo, put your ball sack in this hole, only to find out they've got kittens in there. They're doing little paws on your testicles. All right? You, you know what that's like? I mean, it may sound like it scratches a lot, but you know what? They're still kind of soft because they're kitties. So it's just like this little... It's almost like little cotton balls. Little cotton balls with little talons in them. You know what I'm talking about? Shit's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, that was... I remember when I first saw that. I yeah. laughed for like... Uh, the Bush one is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, you <clears> with. it's a it's a triumph of tremendousness. Uh, <laughs> Hurricane Conisha, Compactor Wave. It's fucking man, dude. Um, before we get out of here, uh, there is one thing left I have to play. Okay. Uh, and this is more on a serious note, but talking about white people knowing history. Um, Listen, I've heard, you know, um, like that scene in Do the Right Thing again when um, Spike Lee is talking to John Turturro by the phone. And he goes, we started civilization. And he goes, the minister, I've been listening. He mirrors the minister Farrakhan, Farrakhan, Mr. Farrakhan. One day the black man will rise again. And then you woke up. He goes, we, we. We started civilization. And he goes, get the fuck out of here. And it's like, look, man, you know, black people were the original people, you know. Uh, And so much of the envy and the racial hatred towards us is because, again, when you know the history, uh, we have never been what we have been depicted to be. These savages in Africa who are running around butt naked as animals. Uh, In fact, we've been kings. We've been queens. Uh, we showed white people, uh, Europeans in particular, how to bathe in soap 
and clean themselves, you know? So we don't come from, <laughs> we don't come from animal shit. We show y'all how to not stink and not how to smell bad. Now, I know that sounds harsh, and there will be white people that will be mad at me for saying that. But it's the truth. It's the truth. So check out what this white woman is running down. This is great shit right but here. But could you, could some black people went to India and fucking... <laughs> What is this soap? All right, hold on. So here we go. Uh, People came to Africa at home one day. Why? Because when white people came to Africa, they came showing themselves as superior to the black people, digging out things that black people taught them. You know, what we don't have in our history books is that the civilization we have in Europe today was brought to us by black people. Even black people don't know that. Even many, many black people don't know that. They don't know that the Moors, they were West Africans and North Africans and Central Africans that came to Europe and ruled Spain. They brought civilization to us. They showed us how to use soap, how to be clean, how to, to behave like a decent human being, you know? All these things we didn't know that before the Moors brought civilization to Spain. Did you know that the Moors ruled in Spain for 700 years? Where is that in our history books? It's nowhere to be found. Because why? If you are giving black people that power of having ones ruled over white people. Just keep watching. I haven't even seen the rest of this. Black people start like kind of questioning, oh, we were once at that point of having such a power in a white man's country over white people. And where are we now? So of course they have to hide that history from you people because Knowing your true history is knowing your true power. And knowing your true power means you will break out from that system of racism as much as you can. Because you can't. If white people will not stop racism, black people cannot stop being victims of racism. That dot. Okay. That sounds like I'm victimizing a black person, which I don't. The fact is... Okay, I've said that before. I've used that example before, but I think it's just the perfect... It sums everything up. Okay, when you see a child that was sexually molested, or it mustn't even be a sexual molestation, if it was molested, would you walk up to that child and tell the child to stop whining about their molestation, uh, stop, stop crying about what happened to them and move on, because after all, it was five years ago, uh, your molester, is he not in prison? Can't you stop pulling the molester card and blah, blah, blah? Nobody would do that. No person that has senses would tell a child that was abused or molested to move on or to even go out and fight against what happened to them. No, you will not do that. What you will do is you expect authorities to step up for that child and get justice on that child's behavior. But when it comes to racism, we be all in our feelings like, oh, but I'm not racist. I never own slaves. My neighbor's cousin is black. I can't be racist. But it is not like that. I've seen white women raising black children, having black husbands, you know, and they are still racist. So you mingling with all the black people in the world is not going to make you less racist. That is just the point. That's because in, a, in the society, we were not raised to understand what racism really Well, God damn it. God damn it. That's what I love, though. She said in a society, they're not raised to understand what racism is. That's why I'm, yeah, I'm okay. still... I, 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 that point about just... just the, the, okay, but, okay, you're right. But 
don't have the arrogance. I, I agree. To, to, then go, to then go, yeah, you don't know what it's like, but you have the arrogance to say move on and not be willing to listen. Just because, again, you didn't own no slaves, you didn't do it, you think you're not racist, but you're certainly not helping by, by being arrogant and dismissive. Don't, you, can't, you can't do both. But, and, and this is what Ice-T said, it doesn't help when you alienate those people. If you can make them understand it. But they have to want to understand it. Man, sometimes you have to make them understand it. Uh, you can't it. make anybody do anything. You have to, you have to, you, they got to want to. And the fact that they don't want to, in and of itself to me is racist and disturbing and sad. Not, dis- not disagree with that. But it's, sometimes if you can bring it to them in a way that they can intellectually understand instead of making them feel like this is their responsibility because they haven't accepted but that yet. But it is their but responsibility. But they haven't figured that out yet. How do we get them to figure it out? Well, if you know that answer, you'd have figured everything out. I said, we have to be able to hit them with ways that they can see. I I think that thing about a comedy club, a comedy show, and being an urban show is is a perfect example for people to find. Just it's it's the little things that they don't understand, man. It's this is this is a fabric, and that's weaved with little teeny tiny threads, and they don't see the threads. They're not looking for it. We got to make sure that they understand and see those threads. Well, there you go. God damn it. yeah, I wanted I wanted to shout out to baby. Make that white woman a plate. <laughs> Put some extra hog, extra hog moss and chitlins and pig knuckles. Matter of fact, get that bitch the whole pig. Rashad Simmons, thank you for that uh, email. But I really like the uh, the thing that you had me tell Aries about. Uh, there's not going to be any changes because you can't rise up if you're wearing skinny jeans. Was with the funniest one of the funniest lines yeah. I've ever gotten in an email. Yeah. Um, I had a great time. But we're next. Uh, we, are we done? We're done. So we're, next time, next time we talk to you, follow that white woman up with some more shit. She got it, nigga. We're gonna be coming from uh, not a white woman's town, Miami, when we talk to you. Yeah. So putting all you other bitches on pause. <laughs> that being white, said, you white women, you black women, you Asian women, you Vindian, your Vindian women, all you bitches is on pause. Daddy's coming to Miami. Salsa in the building, nigga. I'm jacking off with salsa. I'm putting this whole podcast on pause now. Perfect. Pussy ass, nigga.